and welcome back to the Next Escape Podcast, episode two, where we Ooh. talk about our second room. Yep. Clancy's Lodge. Mm-hmm. All right, Clancy's the Lodge. The cabin that lives in infamy. Yeah. Now, this is by far the oldest game that I made. I made the concept of this room... Like, I think before I even had an office at Fresno yeah. State. I think that Clancy's Lodge was the only room um, that came about from our original game designs. Because mm-hmm. we had three ideas for a room, which was like the space room, the command deck. Yeah. Uh, uh, no. No, I'm talking about command deck. Oh, yeah. Deck. We had the command deck. Yeah. We yeah. had command deck. We had the landing, which was the alien we talked about in the last episode. And then... Um, this one was... Uh, I think it was just called The Cabin. The Cabin, yeah. yeah. It was The Cabin at one point, and then we wanted something with a little more flavor. A little bit more zest. Yeah, zest. Yeah, Not zest. zest. Um, so, yeah, that's how we landed on Clancy's Lodge. And... Yeah, so we, we took a lot of lessons uh, from Global National. I think the worst one was that you can make a room in two weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. Because we did not make this room. In yeah, two that weeks. one took a lot longer. It took, I think, um, six or seven weeks in total. And even after we opened it, we still probably were tweaking for a good amount of time. For like so, maybe like two months. Yeah, I mean, after we're we like up. to be honest, we are still tweaking all of our rooms. Like we're yeah. always having them grow and stuff. But that I one think definitely any escape room a lot. that like doesn't do that is definitely doing escape rooms wrong. Yeah, because like if, a disservice. If you're, yeah. If your games aren't incrementally, like, getting a little better over time, yeah, at, at like, they're just going to get a little bit more stale. And it sucks yeah. because you can only have people play the room once. So it's like, I get the, the thought of, like, well, if they're only going to play it once, what does it matter? But yeah. it also matters because when they tell their friends about it and they come and it's a little bit more like it's it's incrementally better yeah over time your room is going to age like wine it's not going to get torn down exactly you know? yeah well i mean someone on the uh escape room owners page said that their rooms are always in beta and that kind of yeah. made me laugh kind, kind of like, stuck i with think us. that's definitely <laughs> very true like like i i like that uh, mentality of everything is always in beta because you're yeah. always changing it you're always making it better um, if you think you have like an escape room that's infallible and literally the best thing ever, you should still be trying to improve it. You should it. still be yeah. doing better than what you were doing last year, right? <laughs> exactly. So for Clancy's Lodge, um, started off, I wanted to have a um, a horror-themed cabin room. Pretty yeah. s- typical, pretty straightforward. And we were really into horror, like thriller movies too. Oh, yeah. So um, got a lot of inspiration from Cabin in the Woods. We watched all the Evil Dead series, yeah. all that good stuff. But I think one thing to clarify for us, like I've seen a lot of uh, places that have like Montana Jones themed room oh, where yeah. it's like, it's like IP, but it's it's not. Yeah, it's and it's, it's very different. obviously IP though. But yeah, you know that they're trying to do Indiana Jones. Yeah. We never wanted to do that for yeah. any of our rooms. We don't want it to be a Evil Dead room. Yeah. I mean, it's. I know that there is like the legit Evil Dead two room. Yeah. And that's fine, but that's like. And they, that's, that that room actually has IP though. Yeah. That good. that's actually licensed. It's that, not that is bootlegged. like a huge pet peeve of mine is when it's like not bootlegged. Yeah. yeah. It's it's they're trying to make it. Yeah. what it's not i think it's so important to make your own stories and you can draw inspiration yeah. from other things but it's really good to and there's to definitely like own. references to evil dead in this room but it's not an evil dead room yeah it's, it's not literally not. Yeah. the story of what's his name in the 
Ash. Ash, Ash yeah. It's, it's not like you're following the story of Ash and you're looking for him after he, you know, found the book or whatever. Like, it's it's very different. Yeah. Um, we have I just story. wanted to have a Necronomicon in there. Yeah. And that's, like, a big thing. Yeah. If you guys don't want any more spoilers, uh, I guess we should have done this at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want any spoilers. If you, if you plan on playing Clancy's Lodge, obviously we highly recommend it. Uh, <laughs> But if you uh, haven't played it, you might not want to listen to this episode. You might want to hit yeah. skip, a uh, big old skipperuno on this one. Yeah. But if you have played it, there will probably be a lot of uh, details about this episode that you'll really appreciate yeah. in that room. So, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's an Necronomicon room uh, where the whole goal <laughs> is to try to find the Book of the Dead... Yeah, uh, and, and secure it for an agency that you work for, which is like a yeah. paranormal agency or a what is it? You don't want to call it paranormal. You want to get like supernormal. I, yeah, paranatural. That's paranatural. that's why I want to eventually yeah. pivot it to because uh, yeah. I think sounds that cooler. sounds cooler. Sounds sounds yeah. more flavorful. I think a yeah. little more flavorful. But yeah. um, I mean, it was it was an interesting idea because we had in the first uh, room that we made Global National, we had the characters leading the story, but. For this one, if it was literally just going to be you going to this empty lodge and finding the book and then getting rid of it, there's not much story there. So we created this character called Agent Blackburn, yeah. who uh, was there previously. He was there before you. So yeah. And he's, he works for the same agency as you, but he went missing. So your actual, like this is the first escape room that we made where your goal kind of develops while you're in the room. And if you're not paying attention, you will miss it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so basically you are, like we tell you that your goal is to find out what happened to Agent Blackburn and get out of there. We don't mention anything about the book, anything about the supernatural yeah. things. We just tell you that there is supernatural yeah. phenomena or yeah. paranatural and phenomena the going way that around we, like, the area. The way that we communicated the change in the goal was through Agent Blackburn recordings um, that he made while he was in the cabin. Yeah, audio diaries that he left around there. Yeah, and it's like kind of interesting because you, you know, there, he literally tells you like, you know, if you're from the bureau, whoever is listening to this, you need to find the Necronomicon and secure it for the agency. Yeah, I'm I'm as good as dead. Find the book, get rid of it. Yeah, uh, and then he also, my favorite thing is that. Why are there why are there locks in in the room? I I try to we 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 try to refrain from just doing things in the room because it's an escape because room. Because there's there's locks and puzzles in here because it's it's an escape room. Yeah. We wanted to really focus on adding reason for yeah, it. So explanation. The, why would why would a abandoned cabin have locks and and puzzles and stuff? And it, it you find out later on in the room that it was Blackburn leaving it so that way like animals and the uh, the denizens of the cabin can't get access to the book. Yeah, he right? wanted to make sure that it fell into the most intelligent of hands, i.e. the bureau that he yeah. works for. So, um, And yeah. he literally has like a, uh, a, a book of like the supernatural yeah. that you reference and you use that to solve it, but like... We would assume that if you weren't part of the bureau, you wouldn't know how to use it. Which right? we had like a lot of fun making that book. That one had oh. so many different had, we references. We had to take out the references though. But we did. We had to take out some. I I did oh, for okay, for the okay. update. Yeah, but we had we had so many. We had an Ouija board. 
Yeah. Uh, that was used as a slumber party that opened up like a gate to hell. Yeah, that one was my favorite part because when people would read it, they would just be like, wait, Sydney asked the Ouija board if this guy at school likes her and then it opened up a gate to hell and sucked <laughs> them all in or something like that. Um, we have um, a haunted duck. That's a reference to Global National. Yeah, we have... Uh, the Amulets of the Old Ones. Which is also a reference to the King's Keep. Which, which is funny because we, we actually made that reference before we had the King's Keep because yeah. we knew there would be those amulets and we wanted to have easter eggs in our rooms yeah uh actually at this point i'm pretty sure all of our games have a reference to a rubber duck all of them have but, at least one to a dog yeah. maybe not the murder crate but that's that's pretty easy to to do add in eventually yeah, very easy um but yeah so for this room the main difference well obviously there's a lot of difference between global national and clancy's lodge but this one we really wanted to excel and try our hand at set design so this one we actually did take time to try and make it something other than an office um, yeah we worked with dan karen which actually dan uh, mentioned that he would love to be on here yeah, so we, we need to get him on here but i mean he can talk all about like the nuances of set design but he yeah. definitely he came in and like just showed us like a whole new world in, in terms of like lighting yeah in terms of the floor and the walls um he has been like a honestly a great help because he's yeah. like this just like master of set design because he uh, actually has a degree in like theater lighting. a master's and, degree in yeah it. a master's yeah. degree in like theater lighting and like that's yeah, I think he's he a professor a at fresno state that does yeah. all everything about set design so he has been an amazing person to yeah. work with and calvin and i like we didn't know anything about it so like him telling us all these different ways of like um, making things look a certain way without them actually having to be those things yeah. was was really cool. Um, but yeah, for for instance, like he showed us how to paint the floors in uh, Clancy's Lodge to look like wood planks. It's actually just concrete. Um, it just painted and stained yeah. concrete, which was honestly pretty yeah. fun because you like basically you just put down the colors and use a sponge to drag it so it looks like wood grain. Um, but most people don't know that it's not wood. Yeah. Uh, I mean, most people, we have to like point it out yeah. that like, hey, you weren't, you were just walking on concrete. And the most of the time they're like blown away. They're like, I had literally no, no idea. idea. Yeah. Especially because uh, the lighting in the room too yeah. makes it like, it's obviously not super bright. And but... we, we chose to do that instead of actual wood planks because it is far, far cheaper. Well, far and cheaper concrete and... doesn't break. If somebody spills a drink or something, it won't, it won't like seep into the wood. If we had carpet or whatever, ugh. Yeah. I mean, one, one pet peeve I have of escape rooms is that, uh, I mean, I do want the set to be there. And for so many rooms that we've done, there is, like, virtually no set design. Like, we did yeah. a, a cowboy, like, western saloon. And, like, they the had carpet. The walls were, like, like uh, textured. Like... Yeah, it was just wallpaper, almost, yeah. right? It well, was, no, it, no, it was beige. That. It, it was, was just it was the like beige, beige office. beige painted office wall with, like, some texture like like basically a normal wall in your house like that's yeah. what it looked like and like the carpet that they had in the wild west saloon was the same carpet they had in the hallway the same carpet they had in their sci-fi room their lobby like, it's, yeah, it's it was the just, same everywhere yeah. and it was like there there needs to be a little bit more effort we I wanted think. it to be like when you open the door you're being transported to a cabin in the yosemite yeah. so from the floor to the ceiling yeah it looks the part yeah so we uh i mean to to further add on to that i mean we've done this and it's probably hurt us a lot it's it's definitely has added more frustration uh, that I think most escape rooms encounter, but we decided not to have uh, TV screens in our rooms. We we chose not to have, uh, and almost I think every room but one I've done, 
Uh, there's normally a TV screen, you know, above the entry door, whatever it is, and that tells you how much time is left in the room. And it has your clues. And if your you clues, need them. yeah. So we wanted to do things a little bit differently with Clancy's. Well, not a little bit, very differently. We wanted to make the clue system and the time system reflective of the theme. So for Clancy's Lodge to get clues, there's literally an old rotary phone um, on the table. And we played around with the idea of people actually having to call a number, but we quickly realized that a lot of young people don't know how they to use no a rotary phone. They have no idea what a rotary phone is. Yeah, so eventually it just ended up being where you just pick it up and, and it's it'll ring. It's an instant line, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I will say that most escape rooms, I've never had to, like, I don't know, talk with my game master. And I think no. that we place a big emphasis on having a relationship with your game master because... Yeah. They're, they're your friend, they're your coach, they're your mentor, your cheerleader, cheerleader everything yeah. for you, right? So I, I wanted it to be where you, you develop that interaction, that, that kind of connection at the beginning. Like as soon as you show up to the escape room, you have a friendly face that's talking to you. You, yeah. don't, you don't watch a, a TV uh, that tells you the rules. Your game master tells you them, yeah. right? Your game master is the one that's explaining everything. If you don't understand something, they can explain it. Yeah. And so that's why we wanted them to be the ones giving you the clues. Because um, it's like a it's like a trust thing too. Yeah. Of like I know a lot of people are very nervous when they do an escape room because they don't know what to expect. They've never done anything like this before. And if you're going into it without having like a touch point or a person who you trust who you can talk to, it makes it a lot more difficult, a lot more scary for people, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, so that's why we ended up going the phone route with Clancy's Lodge. Also, I will say, this is unintended, but the ring of the phone is so loud that it makes for like a perfect oh, jump scare. makes a perfect jump scare. Yeah, yeah so, people, people jump all the time. Because <laughs> the, the sound design in the room, um, the audio that we play is very subtle. So it's kind of like, you know, uh, like birds calling. You can hear like rain outside. Um, and as you go, there's more, it gets louder. It develops more, more and more and gets more um, intense. But yeah, sure. so definitely when you're in this kind of like relatively quiet room with like a little bit of ambient noise and then you just hear this loud phone ring, it's gotten quite it's a few jarring. jump scares. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, this is probably the biggest spoilers, but one of our favorite parts of the room, and I'm sure that if you've played it, uh, you've been a, probably a victim to it, is the mannequin. Yeah. So uh, we do, this room is two rooms. This is the first time that we did a hidden door. Um, but basically, And you expertly built a, uh, a hidden bookshelf yeah. that goes into the wall. Yeah. So you have this hidden bookshelf, and once it opens, it has this loud, loud creak. It, yeah, it and that, that was eerily, an too. It just... Yeah, just, just creaks yeah. open. And then on the other side... Uh, in the dark is this figure just standing there. This this cloaked figure yeah. standing intimidatingly we, in we, the room. We um, uh, hide his face a little bit so you can't quite tell is that a person, like a real person yeah. or a mannequin. And yeah, that one has gotten a lot of good jump scares over the years. Scooby-Doo runs into yeah. the other rooms. My favorite one has been... Um, these girls, they, they opened it and they all just like backed up so fast that they ran into one of the chairs and they like kind of took the chair with them a little bit <laughs> and like literally like slammed against the, the wall behind them. It, I was like, are you guys okay? Yeah. You know, my favorites are, are definitely teenagers. I had this oh, one yeah. group who, uh, it was, it was a group of, of teenage girls and, uh, only one of them saw the mannequin. It was the one who walked into the room. Oh, no, no, she didn't. The two of them walked into the room. Uh, so person A walks in there, doesn't look to the right, doesn't see the mannequin. And then person B walks in, sees the mannequin, screams her lungs off, runs back into the first room. All of her friends run into a corner and she leaves 
person A in the room alone, (laughs) undefended, and scared mindlessly because her friend was screaming. She looks over and sees a mannequin staring down at her. She has no idea what to do. Absolutely terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, We don't have this right now, but in the future, we do want to make it to where the game master can control like his head movements. So that way we can make it even more terrifying. So like you you turn your back onto it and suddenly he's in a slightly different position. Yeah, he's like like, staring at you. Was he doing that? We actually got that idea because one of the players uh, moved his hand when the others weren't looking. And, and so played when it they, off yeah, like it was moving. Yeah, when they turned around, they were like, what, did you guys move him? It was so funny. We get a lot of good ideas yeah. from just, just watching, watching people. people play. Yeah. yeah. But Clancy's Lodge, um, I will say that while it is for sure a fan favorite by now, definitely the first few months, it was pretty rough. Rough, very there was, rough. I think that we were riding the high of like global national National. and we ultimately until we did the remaster of global national it more or less didn't change that much like we put in a few like pointers uh and that was about it like the the puzzles themselves were still like more or less the same but clancy's lodge we've had to redo several puzzles we've had to take out we've had to put in we've taken a lot to the point where in 2021 this year when we reopened uh, we had to do like another slight update to it. Not as severe as what we did to Global National, but we definitely had to give like Clancy's Lodge like a, a huge a facelift. Face yeah. But now it is for sure like a fan favorite. Like people absolutely love that game. Yeah. It's not downright scary, but yeah. it is creepy. And there are some things in it that kind of put people on edge, but it's still widely accessible to a lot of people. There's still It's still a lot of fun. Um it's going to hold yeah. a very special place Which in our hearts. It's kind of funny because, like, it, it isn't downright scary, but then you get some groups who are just like very jumpy like i remember yeah. i had these probably like 10 year old boys which we don't normally recommend that age but um they've played quite a few before but um anyway so they were in there and they didn't even want to go into the second room like i had to call them and tell them like if you want to play the game you need to go in there <laughs> you know like you can't stay in the first Face room and your win fears. yeah basically um but yeah, those boys were a lot of fun to watch play because they were so scared. I've almost felt bad for them. Um, but yeah, Clancy's Lodge was a lot of fun to make. It was definitely our first like dipping our toe into set design, which was really nice. Um, and just the puzzles were a lot more complex than in Global National. Global National had a lot more traditional locks, yeah. whereas uh, Clancy's this one we Lodge, were we were foraging. Forging? We're, we're going way further into the electronic puzzle end yeah. of things than like the analog puzzle. Yeah. So it was an interesting step for us. And I think it was really formative because it, I think that the lessons that we learned in Clancy's Lodge were like, I think what we learned from Clancy's Lodge was more helpful than Global National just because of how many problems we had in Clancy's Lodge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was kind of formative to showing us what we need to plan for for the future because the next room, the King's Keep that we did, uh, that was a Herculean effort on our end, yeah. and we'll talk and about that next time. Yeah, I definitely think that Clancy's Lodge kind of taught us a lot of things in terms of, like, while you can make a room in two weeks, it's not, like, realistic to make that kind of room in two weeks, yeah. you know? 
Um, so there was a lot of learning that we had to do on that aspect. I remember when we did the first playthrough, like the first playthrough of Global National was like awesome. It was amazing. Oh, it gave us so many buffs. The first first playthrough of Clancy's Lodge, we didn't even have the bookcase installed. It was more of like a, uh, all right, you Verifying got it right. Concept. Go through, yeah. you know. And the I don't proof even... of concept was not even yeah, it, there. It, and, we weren't yeah. proving anything. It almost made me like a little sad or like a little embarrassed when we did the first playthrough, which I will say... You've told me many times if you're not a little embarrassed by the release date, then you have waited too long to release. Yeah. So. But that one, we weren't a little embarrassed. We were a lot. We were mortified. We were ashamed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it was, uh, it was just, it was a hard. It was, it was pretty rushed time. too. Yeah. Not, not necessarily because of us, but because of other factors. Because of other factors, we like had to do it then, but. Yeah. You know what? We got through it, and... And now it's honestly one of a lot of people's favorite uh, yeah. rooms in the valley. Even so. people that come from outside the valley say that that's one of their favorite yeah. rooms. I think just the biggest and most important thing about game design is, like we talked about earlier, making sure that you're always striving to make it better. Yeah. So... Because if we, if we launched it and just said, all right, it's done, it would, it would not be good. Oh, no. It, yeah. Yeah. So definitely changing things out as you go, making it better. Yeah. The finish line isn't the first day that you open it. The finish line is always... It's a theoretical point. Yeah, a theoretical <laughs> point, exactly. But I think we have gone over time, but uh, this has been a great, fantastic episode. Thank you for uh, being here with me today. Yeah, thanks for talking um, about Clancy's. And, oh, we should probably talk about Clancy, who he was. Oh. But, uh, we'll talk about him, I next guess, time, next eventually. time, probably. We'll, we'll yeah. have to go back to the, the actual story story of that maybe yeah. uh but thank you guys for tuning in uh if you have any questions if you would like to be featured on the show or if you'd like us to feature your escape your room escape room on the show or anything like lines. that you can reach out to us out to us at next escape at gmail.com oh no next escape show at gmail.com at gmail.com thank you so much for tuning in we'll see you next time bye